What's up, everybody? Welcome to What the Funcast, episode 55, double fives. Can you believe it? This is the fifth time this happened. What's the fifth time this happened? Double digits. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fifth time that we were late for an episode, because we were. But I don't know if it's the fifth time. I think it's like the second time. Okay. Four, <laughs> four out of five times was you, so. Uh, untrue, but sure. Go off, I guess. Ahmed's like, I gotta leave promptly at whatever two o'clock you and also like have one, to leave 155 promptly. he's like he's like hold on where am i i don't know i'm making chicken anyways. oh my god anyways all right this is ahmed over here what is welcome ahmed hello thank, thank you. you for coming to the show <laughs> thank you why would you say it like that i don't know because I, I, I was like people. what it caught me off guard i'm shocked shook <laughs> shook and Have you looked Paul. at the Bitmojis lately? The Bitmojis are wild. I like, don't use Snapchat. You're the only person that uses Snapchat. <laughs> I have a Bitmoji keyboard, thank you. Oh, well, I don't use that. I mean, I have it installed, I think, but I don't use it. Oh, okay, good. Well, just making sure we're on the same page here. Yeah, I use Snapchat because... So I went to use Instagram, and it was very confusing. I'm like, what do I do? Little did I know, I just had to swipe right, I guess. Yeah, wow. swipe right. I, think you I know sat somebody. there, and like, I took a video. It was funny, so when we were in Florida... I, I took a video of the little, like, dance that they did at the Irish restaurant. Oh, yeah. And I got mad because I couldn't – I actually, like, made an Instagram post instead of adding it to my story. So oh, my God. It. Is that why you sent me a video of them, like, finishing the performance? And I was like – Yeah, because then I got up and went to go – I went to go take a video, and it was, like, literally the end. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, great video. You really tried. <laughs> tried I, I suppose this is the end. That's good. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, that was it. Was pretty good. That was it was good food. Raglan Road. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Point too much. Besides, that was good. besides Tampa or besides Florida, or did you do anything else exciting in Florida? We never made it to Boma because <gasps> we got out late from our meeting, and oh, then no. it also like thunderstormed. So that's normal. So did you just not go at all? No, we didn't go. We just went somewhere local with a bunch of people. Whack. So, yeah, no, it's fine. Could have went to Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens. Is the exciting. first night. The first night. We went to, like, we got there early enough that we were able to still go to, um, we went to downtown, well, Disney Springs, walked around. That was, like, the first time I think I've ever walked around almost, well, a good amount of Disney Springs. I won't say all of it, but I think I walked more of the side that I've never walked before. So, we saw, like, um, what is it? Jock Lindsay's? Jock Lindsay? I don't know what the name. Indian Hangar Bar. Hangar Bar, yeah. Yeah, so we went to the hangar bar and like literally just walked in just to look around, and then we uh, we went and saw the Edison. Walked into that, very hip. It is. Um, it is. A lot of those places are really well themed though, which is nice. The the hangar bar was really really well themed. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. It was it was very nice. Nice little surprise. Yeah. So there was that, and then we uh, we had dinner at Ragwood Road. Yawning. Oh, it is three fifty three p.m. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. So Newark Airport was a disaster. <laughs> oh yeah, that's... because we've been getting like crazy strong thunderstorms like every day. It's yeah. Been so people bad. were canceled again last night, and we were like delayed getting into the um, getting into the gate. The, the the pilot was like, "Hmm, someone's in our gate, so we gotta wait." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's fine. I guess I'll just never get off this plane." I and sweat hate to death. that when you're like just sitting on the tarmac and you can't go up to pee because you could move at any time. Your active taxiway. So annoying. Yeah, it's very very annoying. Yep. And you're actively sweating, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just a great time. Love that. So, yeah. So there was uh, there was that, and it was just it was so packed when we got to like you got off the plane, you got into the airport, 
and there were just people everywhere. And I'm like, okay, please relax. Yeah, our one so. uh, one of our friends, Eric Francisco, was actually stranded in the airport and totally he was supposed to go on a weekend trip. He went to the airport on Wednesday and was stranded there for a full 24 hours, and then they completely canceled all the flights. And like the late, the earliest he could get out was today, but he was scheduled to come back on Sunday, so he just canceled his whole trip, uh, which sucks. But like he was also stranded, like. The bags never left the airport, obviously. Like, they never got onto a plane, but there was a six-hour delay before they can get the bags back to go home. So they're just held hostage in the airport for another six hours on top of the 24 hours they've already been delayed. So that was fun, and they didn't give them anything except, like, a bottle of water. So, anyways. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what the deal is with that. So I know he responded to a tweet, and it was like someone had tweeted at uh at united because they actually offered us a voucher not a voucher but like to change our flight for free mm-hmm. if we wanted to because of the storms there was no active storms but it was like oh if you want to switch to an earlier flight you can blah 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 whatever so i was like oh that's weird whatever so uh, someone responded to the tweet like yeah too little too late like what about the hundreds of people that are stranded at newark right now uh because of the storms blah 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 and they're like, uh, sorry, sorry, we don't. Oh, I'm gonna pull it up to read it because it was just like, it was so bad. It's, I mean, I don't know. I thought like obviously they can't control the weather, but like you can control how you handle a situation. And I feel oh, like just for an airline that probably deals with this pretty frequently, you can deal with it a little better than sorry. Here's a tiny like half size bottle of water. I don't know. Yeah. So hold on. Uh, they go okay. So this person goes, how generous of you. How about the several hundred people stuck at Newark all night with no food or hotel accommodations? What about our luggage that you're holding hostage? We've been stuck at this airport for 24 hours. United goes, I understand that this is frustrating. We do not compensate for weather delays. We regret the inconvenience brought on by Mother Nature. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would have been like, What a garbage airline. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyways. it's Like, I know it's beyond their control, but, like the least you could do is show some customer like compassion at all. <sighs> yeah. So that was, that was the, so the same thing was going on when um, the same thing was going on when we landed though, because there was a line like this ridiculous line of people looking for luggage too, where, you know, they, it's like the line that you go to when your luggage is lost or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that line was huge. It was like enormous. So I, I'd imagine it was still happening even when we got there. So I'm just baffled which, as to how it could possibly take six hours for luggage that hasn't even left the airport to be yeah. given back. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's bananas to me. Anyways, besides that, and I'm glad you made it back safe. What else have you been doing this week? Oh, so what I was gonna say is, then we went to Raglan Road, and then we went to uh, Polynesian. Ooh, and yeah. we Trader put in our Sam's. name for Trader Sam's, and then we went to the beach and watched Happily Ever After. And they played the music. It was really low, but they played the music. Yeah, it's like so a very soft, like, relaxing that. kind of experience. Well, what I what I realized is that they play it in the pool area, so you could see and experience Happily Ever After from the pool area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So going to Polynesia has now become a life goal of mine. Honestly, so. I love Polynesian. We, we should do it. My sister always has been telling me about this. Uh, it's called like DVC Dave's DVC points, something like that. And it's like people that can, that sell their Disney vacation club, like rental for the year at like a much cheaper price than you would find it, you know, normally. And you could just buy it. And it's kind of like, it's a, 
you can't really reserve like too far in advance um Mm -hmm. and it kind of like comes with a risk of like this could be canceled at any time or whatever i don't know it's a little bit risky but you could hypothetically get a stay at a resort like polynesian for like 200 bucks a night which when you go with four people divides up very nicely and 200 bucks a night is already super cheap when you know the resort is normally i don't know 500 ducks 500 bucks 500 ducks (laughs) 500 donald ducks 500 ducks <laughs> anyways next time we go we should look into that it should be yeah that'd be, cool be that'd be fun yeah that would be cool polynesian is definitely my favorite i think i just love the theme i love throwing money in the garbage yeah setting fun. it on fire that's my favorite pastime i cannot it's... wait to do so next week oh it's gonna be great i'm so excited it's we're gonna land in california and immediately my wallet's gonna ignite in flames it's gonna be very strange how that happens <laughs> it's gonna be so weird how my credit cards just every time melt that's so weird. <laughs> oh my gosh! So Lauren, one of Lauren's uh, family friends, sent us a ten dollar um, in and out gift card for last Christmas, and it's been sitting on the refrigerator, literally <laughs> waiting for this since moment. last Christmas, waiting for this moment. So, oh my god! But yes, otherwise, what have I been doing? So since I traveled, I had some time to play video games, which was nice. So, uh, Hero, the the hero from Dragon Quest, came out in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and I downloaded obviously I have the battle or the fighter pass. So I got that and messed around with it. And actually for the first time in a probably ever, I played like some of the versus matches, like the um they have like the four on four where you select like four fighters and it's pretty much like four stock. And then so once you run through the like you have one fighter for one stock and then when you die with them it moves on to the next fighter and the next fighter and the next fighter. I don't think I've ever so, played that. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. So, it uh, yeah. How is Hero? I haven't played yet. I like kind of forgot that that happened. You'll you'll like him, I think, because it's a lot like Shulk to some extent, where Ooh, okay. you have to you have to like store up your um. How do you describe it? It's like he has different powers, so he actually gets mana based on whatever i think over time he generates mana and then you can use different moves that take up different amounts of mana Got so it. okay it's very unique but it's a lot like shulk and his multiple powers or whatever the hell shulk does i don't know you like he shulk, just like so. powers up with different things yeah like, so yeah. this one i don't know you should try him he's he's pretty cool i enjoyed playing him um and each not that i follow dragon quest very much but each like costume that he has it's like uh bowser jr where ba- you have bowser jr and all of his siblings hero is like hero and then all of these different iterations of either dragon quest characters or heroes and dragon quest characters i don't know interesting but yeah i don't know anything yeah, about dragon quest either but sounds exciting i will definitely try it out yeah yeah it was really cool so um what else did i do i beat super mario maker 2 story mode so that was cool and even though i beat it like it's like one of those games where you only have to beat like 55% of the game to beat it kind of thing. So yeah, I still so have all these levels and... I can still beat. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I uh, I started playing some more of that on the plane. Um, I am well into Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. The game is a lot of fun. You're way farther um, than I am because I haven't played since the last talked it, talked about oh, it good. and talked shit to you about it. Yeah, Logan was but. like, oh, you're not even that far. And I'm like, I don't know. My guys are like level 13. So I feel like, um, actually, I don't know what level my people are. They're not that low yeah. high though. I like I've gotten to the point where like I finished the first area and we're at like the jailbreak and then that's it. And that's when I was oh, like, anyways. oh, all these characters unlocked. This is complicated suddenly. Oh my <laughs> that god. Was it. Well, so what's bothersome of it is uh, 
you have all these characters, right? And then each of them kind of retains their original level. So if you don't level them with you, you kind of like leave them in the dust. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, well, this is like, I have to test out every single For character you, to figure out which one yeah. I want to do. Like, I don't want to level yeah. all of them up, but I want to like know which ones are good. I don't know. I'm sure yeah, they're all balanced so to some extent. I, but. I don't know. It. Yeah, I think they are balanced, but I don't know. Part of me wishes that Rocket and Groot were better than they are. Um, oh, they were my favorites like, in the beginning campaign. I always like just ended up going with them and Drax. Like it was a. Re- I don't you know. know what? I don't think I've played Drax yet. Come to think of it, he's like so, one of the four. <laughs> I well, I I played with well, yeah. In the beginning, I may have played him. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I've been playing with Thor and Captain America. I'm not yeah, Thor and Captain America. Thor, I think, is my favorite to play. Um, and Captain with his shield throw is really good. Um, and then I've been like switching off in there. So like I tried Wolverine and wasn't crazy about him. Tried Scarlet Witch, wasn't crazy about her. So I think I'm down to Star Lord, Thor, Captain America, and then I was cycling through Hulk and Groot and Rocket. How easy is it to change your team out? Like, is it a complicated process? Like you have to go all the way back to the shield base? Every time, no. Yeah, well, no, you hit a shield checkpoint pretty often. Okay. So as soon as you hit the shield checkpoint, you can, like, save there, or you can change your team, or you can use, like, different... Um, you can increase different attributes. Um, oh, I've been using Spider-Man. Sorry, not Hulk. I switched out Hulk, and I've been using Spider-Man now almost permanently. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's interesting, though, how it all plays out. Like, there is a major influence based on, like, the MCU... Oh, yeah, and absolutely. the different yeah. TV shows that exist, like yep. you hit a point where, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know how to not spoil it, but you get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, look, oh, there's all those characters. There was just a show about them, so got it, got it. It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sure, it definitely takes in- its influence from the from the MCU because why wouldn't yeah. it? That's the major. I don't know, everyone's major introduction into the MCU in the first place, so it'd be silly not to take the inspiration from that. But I do like yeah. that it has its own kind of little little sense of humor. Um, yeah. But it, it works out really well. It's very it's very fun, very lighthearted. So I did play it without the audio because I had uh, I had headphones and listening to music and I was playing the game. Uh, um, but the, so, the voice acting but, is really good. Like really okay. Yeah. I was reading the subtitles. I mean, and it's it's entertaining. And yeah. you can like, yeah. Like you feel like know. it can. I don't know. That could. That's kind of those games that the voice acting could be really cheesy. But it's it, yes. it was really good. I and thought. painful. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's weird because when you hear these characters, like mm, that's not how they actually sound like. But it works out. Like every, all the voice actors so far that I've listened to, um, like actually, you know, take on the role pretty well. It's not a wait. Wait until you hear weird. what Redacted sounds like. Redacted? Who? I'm just kidding. Captain America? No, I'm no. totally joking. I oh. just told you I didn't even listen to any of the audio. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you. Listened a little bit. Who knows? No. Uh, but, but aside from that, uh, the Gears of War 5, the Gears 5 tech test, was up for a little bit. I played a little bit of that with Logan. Um, wow, where's my cool. invite? Sorry, I just cracked the knuckle really loud into the microphone. I didn't realize it was You had loud. an invite, and then you decided not to play with us. So, Ugh. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where I was. I was probably busy doing nothing. Sleeping. Riding roller coasters. It was one of those weekends where you were away. Oh, you're right. This probably was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is a thing I did. I went to Chicago. That was exciting. Chicago yeah. was great. I would love to go visit again. I didn't realize I was going to like as much as I did. You going to move to Chicago, too? No, it's too cold. But it's nice in the it's summer. too cold. It's, like, too cold. miserable for ten months out of the year, and then it's nice for, like, two months. And I went during the, the nice two months. You crazy. What are you talking about? It's against Lake Michigan. You know those Arctic mm. blasts that we always get? That's where they originate. 
That's where they come from. They were born there. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They call it the Windy City for a reason. True. It is. It was very windy, but it was nice when it was like hot to be a little windy. I can't imagine that's nice when it's zero degrees. Yeah. No, I I would agree. But yeah, Gears Five is uh, Gears Five is fun. Reminder of how bad I am at that game, but uh, it was fun. I've never played a Gears game. Maybe one day. Yeah, you should. You should definitely play it. They're a lot of fun. I had a revelation yeah. last night when playing Overwatch. I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this game. I'm gonna play some new, new games. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll you get all the. Uh... I'll like I'll, I'll play for the events, but yeah, I like I got all the summer event stuff. I've have officially every single skin in the game like every single aesthetic item i have them now i don't like i played a lot of competitive in overwatch ones. yeah like i just i'm only missing like the special sprays that you get for like doing specific achievements and like the golden guns but other than that like i was playing competitive and it just wasn't fun i'm like this isn't exciting to me i don't feel the necessity to do excellent at this i like i was playing well but my team wasn't playing well and it was just frustrating i'm like you know what this isn't fun this is more stressful than it's worth I should play other games and just come back for events. So, I was just gonna say, is it because you're bad at competitive? No. Is that why you got turned off? I'm like consistently on fire, and everyone's like, "There's this one dude actually on mic. He like, he was playing Arissa really badly, and I was like, Arissa, could you move your shield? Arissa, could you move your shield? Hey, can you just get off Arissa and I'll play Arissa and I'll be better? And he was like, "You guys suck. You guys suck. You're so bad." And then we ended up winning, and then he left, and I reported him, but. <laughs> it was very annoying. So there's a lot of talk about how toxic the Overwatch environment is, uh, or the Overwatch community is, I should say. Yeah, so. you don't really experience it that much on console, I don't think, because no one on console is that serious. There are people that are yeah. serious. I'm like, mm, I don't know if this is the place to be serious. Like, PC is where you're serious, but I don't know. I'm sure it's much more toxic as a result on PC because the player base is larger there. But on console, I feel like yeah. it's fairly balanced with like just people that are trying to have a good time so yeah I don't know. so i don't know it's uh it's frustrating but i don't know people are just gonna be people are just gonna be assholes all the time that's yeah. the bottom line my issue is that when i sit down and i play i'm like mm, i'm tired and i just want to like decompress i don't want to focus excuse me on anything too hard and that's why i always boot up overwatch because it's so easy to like just relax with but i feel like i should definitely start digging into my backlog starting with detroit and then horizon zero dawn and all those fun games that i have yet to play yeah i don't know every time i every time i travel and i play on my switch on the plane i'm like the switch is probably the best console ever created it's just you know when i was on the plane to chicago i had my switch charged up and ready to go and i was like hmm what if i just sit in here put my music on and close my eyes <laughs> and that's what i did yeah i did both so i don't know that's a you problem I don't know. I feel like I just, I, I don't know. I get like lazy to sit there and play. I've done it before, but I don't know. It almost feels like too much work. Like I'd rather just relax and not think about anything and not look at a screen for once. I feel like I'm always yeah. looking at screens. You're old. I am old. Oh, eyes man. about to pop out. Hips start cracking. My knees crack when I go Your downstairs eyes? now. What? <laughs> I said my hips have started cracking and my knees crack I when I go downstairs. Ahmed, I heard you. I'm just not believing you. <laughs> Next time I go down your stairs, you can listen to my knees. Crack, crack, crack uh, every time. Anyways. Every um, morning as we're in California, you're going to hear Ahmed. <laughs> it's not that loud, but it sounds like, you know, like those little plastic candy wrappers when you crinkle them. That's what it sounds like. And I'm like, oh, that sounds dangerous. Oh, my God. <laughs> it doesn't hurt, thankfully. I've looked it up and it's like, as long as it doesn't hurt, you're okay. I'm like, sure. Anyways. Uh, anyway. You know, D- DC, DC Universe Online is... Uh, 
is out officially. DC Universe Online? What is that? Like the comics? Or uh, no, DC Universe Online's a game. Oh, anyways, I was like, what is that? I don't think anyone yeah. cares. Do you care? <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. It's free to play. I'll try it. Sure. Congratulations to you. Oh, is I it a mobile know. game? No. no, it's on Switch. It just came out on Switch. I've literally never heard. This is the first I'm hearing of this. It came out, I think it was exclusive on PS4 before, and then they announced it for Switch. Is it like a like Marvel Ultimate Alliance kind of thing? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think it's more of like an RPG. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe I'll... So someone did a teardown of the Switch Lite, and... Uh, so Switch Lite's battery is one hour longer than the original Switch. And I guess it's more efficient because it's actually smaller. Paul, DC Universe Online came out on PS3 in January 2011. <laughs> yeah, what about PS4? Uh, I don't know, but it's a very old game. It is not. Anyways, I'll, I'll, came on PS4 I'll 2013, do the talking. There you go. Xbox and it came One, out on Switch 2016 and Switch 2019. Took just, Every you know, three years. Nine years. Anyways. Anyways, what I was going to say, <coughs> you're killing me. So, Odin is the code of the original Switch, apparently, or on the original Switch. The Switch Lite Loki? is V-A-L-I, which should be Valkyrie, which oh. suggests that Nintendo will also have a Son of Odin, which is also the Thor, familiar to fans, is probably this rumored Switch Pro. Anyways, <gasps> better not be. What's powered by thunder? Oh my god. Stop it. What have you been playing, piece of trash? Literally nothing. Technically, wow. technically I'm garbage. Anyways, um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It was fine. I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I don't know if I talked about this last week, did I? No, I didn't. Th- no, because we didn't have a show last week. You're right. But I feel like I've talked about it with you at some point. Anyways, I saw it. It was fine. Um, it's not my favorite. Um... I don't know. Quentin Tarantino has a very obvious foot fetish. I was just going to say. I was waiting for you to be like, it was my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. No, what, I, what's your favorite? That's not what I said. I was saying it's not my favorite, comma. Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. That's a separate mm, statement. Uh, that is a disaster. It's, I wouldn't. I'm not a big, huge fan of Quentin Tarantino at all, to be totally honest. I like the Kill Bill movies, but that's really it. I haven't seen most of them, to be totally honest, either. I've seen Pulp Fiction, and that's about it uh inglorious bastards i guess is a good one too anyway it was fine um it's a very interesting movie it's funny in a lot of weird ways uh i don't know it's definitely worth a watch i wouldn't say it's not worth a watch um but i did also see the farewell and that is i think genuinely my favorite movie of the year so far like it was absolutely ridiculously incredibly good um i was like sobbing by the end where's this movie the farewell it's starring. No, is it in theaters or where? Oh yeah, it's in theaters. It's been in theaters for gotcha. a while. Um, I was kind of late to the game, but it's starring Aquafina, who was the rapper that is also in Crazy Rich Asians and Ocean's Eight. Um, uh-huh. And the story is basically it's a very Chinese story, um, and it's like takes place mostly in China. And it's this family where the grandma is dying of cancer, but the family doesn't want to tell her, so they're all so they all go to China under the pretense of like, oh, we're going to visit for the wedding like this fake wedding that they essentially set up between these two characters that have been dating for like three months um just to go like see her but they don't want to worry her because they it's a secret 
And that's a really common thing in Chinese culture is to like not tell a loved one that they're dying just so that they can kind of enjoy their last moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like obviously a very sad setup, but the whole movie is just so like heartwarming. I cannot recommend it enough. Like I want to go see it again. It was so, so, so good. Like 10 out of 10. Highly, highly recommended. Um, besides that, I started watching Shit's Creek because I wanted like, I, I don't know, I'd ran out of other sitcoms to watch. And it's actually really good. I'm very into it so far. What's that on? It's on currently on Netflix, um, but it's not a Netflix original. It's on, it's like a pop original or something. I don't even know what that is. If that's a channel. Pop. What the hell is pop? I don't know. I haven't had cable for years. Maybe it's a cable pop. channel. Who knows? Pop on pop. Um, like when you start on, it's like pop original series. I'm like, okay, who? Um, but it was really good. I'm, yeah, I'm into it. It's like four seasons in so far. And then I'm seeing scary stories tell in the dark tonight, which is very exciting. Guillermo, Guillermo, I don't know. I never know how to say it. Guillermo. Oh, that that Del just Toro. came out now. Yeah, it just came out yesterday. Technically today. Um, so I'm seeing it tonight. So I'm very excited. We'll report back. I've heard good things. Apparently it's at like 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, highly, okay. highly excited for that. That's good. All right, we are now 25 minutes into the episode officially. I think it is time to get into some news because we have quite a bit of news to get into so shall we then let's jump into the hot tops let's dive right into the deep end um hot tops time disney entertainment because disney owns all of the entertainment that everyone ever watches well disney slash entertainment but mostly disney anyways starting off coming in hot marvel land at disney's california adventure the map and layout of the marvel themed land has been revealed i honestly do you know where so this all comes from, this whole next section comes from WDWNT, WDW News Today, whatever. Do you know where they get their information? Because they never, like, provide a source. How do they so have So I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is, like, they, they, well, okay. So I was just going to pull up the Disney World or the Disneyland subreddit and see what people are saying there because... I'm pretty sure that they didn't um, that they didn't like necessarily get this. They probably just heard and had enough reliable sources to be able to piece something together. But yeah. I'm gonna check. But like they've posted like in the past in other articles about Marvel's land or whatever, like concept art that's never been before seen. Where do they get this stuff? I don't understand. How is it constantly I, leaked to them? I'm pretty sure that they have some kind of source. I'm sure the they have Disneyland connection. subreddit is literally flooded with. Haunted Mansion merchandise. Oh, yeah, because today's post. Haunted Mansion's 50th anniversary. Happy anniversary, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, someone made a birthday cake for Haunted Mansion, and it looks like a normal-ass house. Anyways. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So, I'm trying to look and see. I don't I don't see anything here, but I... I well, if you look at that picture that they that they post here that you, that you linked... Yeah. I mean, we can go through piece by piece here pretty quickly, so we don't waste too much time on it. But they pretty much superimpose what looks like... Definitely Google Some Maps. very high-level blueprints into Google Maps, yeah. Yeah. But they probably they probably freshen these up a little bit, like I think just to they added the fit. labels, yeah. Well, they added the labels, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, what what does it say here? What does it what just say? Where? As, a fir- as a first look, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't so, say like we've got this from X Y Z. Like, there's literally no source. It's just this picture, which um, kind of sucks because this is like a, probably a big D twenty three announcement. Yeah. As this always happens, and they're like, "Yeah," and then they'll show concept art for each one. Um, I mean, I'm but. sure we'll see something. We'll see a lot more at D23 in terms of like specifics of each things. But 
So basically, I guess we can go through one by one. Um, for those not familiar with the Disneyland or Disney California Adventure Park, this is basically sitting on top of the old A Bug's Land area. Um, so it connects to where the old Tower of Terror is that is now the Guardian's Mission Breakout um, and uh, sits behind the Cars Land area um, and behind Hollywood Boulevard. Um, okay, so, so hold on. So yeah. if you're looking at this, if you're looking at the picture here, so they will combine Mission Breakout with the rest of the of the land, I'd imagine, right? Yes. Yeah. You see that all these, um, if you, if for those following along at home, if you want to Google map and layout of Marvel lands on WDWNT.com, you'll see, um, all these like diagonal lines. I'm assuming those are pathways, uh, like the walkways uh, around. So that connects to that path. That's right in front of the guardians plaza, um, mm -hmm. and to the side there. And then I'm assuming that's the path. Cause, but I don't know like why it would lead out to the parking lot area in the back there. I don't know. But that is the only thing that's around the buildings. And then it looks to connect to Cars Land out here. Um, and then, you know, obviously on the front, there's a little entrance plaza or whatever. So basically, the normal flow of traffic, if you go from the main entrance and you want to go directly to this land, you're going to enter. And the first thing you're going to see is the Spider-Man attraction, which is an actual... Um, quote-unquote e-ticket attraction um, and disney has described it in the past as uh basically disney is expanding its story universe by creating a new organization the worldwide engineering brigade brigade to be setting through the ah, wow to be the setting for this experience through web uh is ground or the web is grounded in classic characters like peter parker it is an organization that all guests can be a part of one that invites guests to engage with these iconic heroes like never before um, besides web, there's also a brand new cutting edge interface as part of this fun interactive attraction. Through a blend of never before seen technology and practical effects, guests will be get to experience for themselves what it's like uh, to have the abilities of a superhero. Um, now, according to WDWNT, according to rumors, guests will be able to sling webs like Spidey in this new ride. But the information does not make it sound like, or but the information above does make it sound like there may be more abilities. So unsure how this will actually work because they actually have some um, concept art for what the ride vehicles look like. And it looks like these little, like, uh, I don't know, cubicle pods with like glass windows in the front that you kind of sit like maybe four people across in. So I don't know how you're gonna be able to swing webs when you're sitting in like a kind of ski lift pod thing, but who knows? Um, in, a little, in the concept art though, it does say like, I don't know where this concept star came from, but it looks legitimate. On the wall there on the left, it says Stark Motors. Um, so I guess this is kind of like a lab. And there's like, it says, you know, hazardous materials, warnings, like all, all part of the theming. So it looks pretty interesting. Um, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, so I'm, I, I just pulled up all these uh, all these articles here. So if you, if you scroll to the bottom of the article that you're talking about, there's other, like, related articles. And yeah, it's, there's just a lot here. Which is interesting. So, they've got um, so W E B Suppliers is the name of the gift shop. I guess that's going to be at the end of the ride, right? Yes, and that stands yeah. for Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Yeah, it's the same. It's part of the same thing. So that'll either be the exit or just be you know super adjacent in the area, um, but probably selling you know Spider Man slash Stark. Tony Stark memorabilia yeah, of some sort. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm like neck deep now in all these different articles. So I was looking at the concept art for the vehicles that you just said. Um, and that's very interesting. So 
I don't know, maybe the vehicles will move or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm assuming it's kind of like a like boarding in an omni mover fashion. You kind of it's like a ride through, but I have no idea. I'm sure it'll have some kind of crazy effects. Yeah, this is this is interesting. Huh. Anyways, I don't know. This looks really cool. Hopefully we'll hear more about it at D23. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, um, pretty exciting. Cool to see where it is. Um yeah. and they've obviously just pieced it together based on probably a bunch of nothing. Yeah, I don't know how they've how they've gotten this together. But um additionally, there's also an Ant-Man microbrewery. Get it cuz it's ants. Haha. I'm assuming it's kind of like the new age Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Um, I don't know how this will fit in thematically, but sure. And then there's obviously a Doctor Strange show, which I think we've mentioned before. Not much is known about how it's what it is, besides that it's interactive. Um, maybe it'll correlate with the new movie. Who knows? And then finally, there's an Avengers gift shop, which uh, I didn't realize, but apparently this shop is supposed to be the eventual exit of an Avengers e-ticket attraction set to open sometime later. Um, but rumor has it that the original plans were scrapped. Supposedly, the uh, attraction began with a new ride system concept. But Imagineers couldn't come up with a story that worked with it. So they've never officially announced an actual Avengers e-ticket attraction, I don't think. Um, but that gift shop sits kind of right next to uh, the Guardian's Tower. So I don't know how much room they even have for a, you know, e-ticket attraction in that area. But who knows? I don't know what the, what the ride system that was developed is or was. So... Yeah, and then there's that Avengers that, that there's that Avengers thing. Remember the uh, that thing in the ground in the queue for uh, Guardians? Yeah, there's like that little vault looking thing. Yeah, yeah. So and that that would go almost right next to where the inevitable Avengers ride would go. But I could see them clearing out that parking lot, some of those buildings, and expanding upon that. That would probably be phase two, I'd imagine. But uh, there's a lot of talk about you know when will we stop opening up these half lands where you've got. Okay, Spider-Man's here, the microbrewery's there, but, you know, same with Star Wars Land, right? Galaxy's Edge only opened up with uh, Small Goes Run. Nothing about Rise of the Resistance. So hopefully this doesn't become a trend, but at the same time, everybody wants everything immediately now, and they also use helps them gauge crowds, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't don't mind them staggering openings, because it, I mean, obviously, from a business perspective, it makes sense, because it keeps people coming back. Because if everything was open at Star Wars at once then you just go now and then be like, okay, well, I don't have to go back because there's nothing new happening. Whereas, I don't know if you well, go now Well, I was reading an article about how a bunch of people are waiting and they're going to wait until uh, Rise of the Resistance opens up to plan their trip there, which is interesting. Well, I guess, so let me I guess, take back, um, take that back a little bit. The Rise of the Resistance situation is annoying because it was announced at the same time, so you expected it to be open. So peop- And like the delay between the opening of the land and the opening of Rise of the Resistance is under a year. Whereas there's not been an, an Avengers e-ticket attraction announced at all, so if this land opens and you have this like you know one you know major anchor ride and you have a show and whatever and a new restaurant and then a couple years down the line they open that new Avengers ride, then it kind of it's like constantly evolving, constantly being refreshed as opposed to all being yeah, open at I once. So. And then, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Anyways, no, I, I get that. Yeah, perhaps we'll learn more at D23. Who knows? But we definitely will. We definitely will. Very excited. Um, yes, D23 is in two weeks from today. Very exciting. All right. Um, get hyped. Get very hyped. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do coverage for that, but we'll figure it out. Um, Anyways, now that we've gotten through one news article. <laughs> um, that's one of the big ones. Um, 
here's a totally random thing. Dora, Lost City of the Gold, is apparently not a terrible movie. It's got 80% Rotten Tomatoes with 58 reporters or critics reporting. So should be, I don't know, maybe I'll watch it. Who knows? That's that's very surprising. It is. I mean, I mean Jumanji I was also a surprise. So obviously, it's trash movies. <laughs> and then when the good I don't I don't even know how this I don't even know how this next one is a real thing. So I don't know the timeline of when this happened. If it was like during them going under, if this is recent. But apparently, um, MoviePass changed users' passwords so that they couldn't see movies. Um, this one comes from IGN. According to Slash Film, who cites Business Insider, so going through three different sources here, MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe ordered employees to change the passwords of frequent MoviePass customers so that they wouldn't be able to use the surface as it, be- as it began to profusely bleed money. That's a big yikes. Can you imagine? I, I, I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What a fake company. Movie, MoviePass is like is like a perfect example of something that could have gone it did start to go so right and then literally took a nosedive and just went into the garbage can that was yeah but it did pave the way for things like a list and now regal unlimited which is a new thing um regal unlimited is not really a direct competitor to a list i think unless you only have regal cinemas in your area like if you have the choice of both amc a list is definitely the winner um because it's not bad, but it's not great. So they have three tiers of service, depending on, I guess, where you live and how popular theaters are. Um, so it's $18, 21 or $23.50. Um, so, like, each tier includes different theaters. So, like, New York City, like, Times Square Regal Theater is obviously going to be a top tier. Um, but it doesn't include all movies. Like, it, well, it includes all movies, but there's a surcharge for if you're seeing any premium formats. So, like, uh, Screen X, 40X, IMAX, RPX, 3D, whatever. Um, is going to be what like what the hell is Screen X, 40X? I don't RPX? know what Screen X is, but 40X is like literally 4D, like movie your seats move and like I actually saw Captain America Civil War in 40X and it was exhausting. It was like imagine being on Star Tours for two and a half hours. No, like the seats were moving, there was smoke, it was like raining on us at points. It was a lot. It was a little too much. Um, but anyway, like there's a surcharge of like two or three dollars something depending on if you go see these. So. It's still a good deal, I guess, if you only have Regal around. Um, but if you have AMC, it's probably not for you. Um, yeah, no. I, uh, I'm i good. I'm good with my, my A-list. I think A-list is above and beyond the best deal so far. It really is. It really, really is. Anyways, you want to take this next one? Sure. So uh, Disney announced the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and a Hulu bundle. This one comes from IGN. Um, so the bundle will include all three of those well it'll include disney plus espn plus and the basic on-demand version of hulu so not is not hulu tv uh bundles gonna be priced at 12.99 per month and uh gets you a five dollar discount across all three plans uh as it well it gives you a five dollar discount so if you were to subscribe individually uh you'd be paying five dollars more so um 12.99 just so happens to be the same price as netflix's standard monthly subscription plan it's definitely so. competitively priced. I hope they have a, a kind of a, a different bundle for the ad-free version of Hulu, though, because that's what I have, and I don't want to. Oh, downgrade. this one has ads in it. Yeah, so Did Hulu just... currently has like a it's a six dollar plan or something, and it's ad-free, or you can pay. I think it's eleven. I think it is, um, and it's no ads or ad support. You know, sorry, you know how much I pay? I don't know. I pay ninety nine cents a month. Oh, did you get it with Spotify or whatever? 
No, I got that deal around Black Friday. It was like the ad version of Hulu is 99 cents per month. The ad version is ridiculous, though. I tried it, and so many ads. Like, it's a ridiculous amount of ads. Yeah, it's like two ads every so often. That's like, I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Um, Imagine $120 for, what, 10 minutes of your time? No, nah, I'm fine. I'll pay the extra for no ads. I'm living my best life, pretending I'm rich. <laughs> Anyways. You can have a whole nother service. Anyways, move on to the next one. This is yes. all you. This is the final part of our, or the final news item in our entertainment section. Andy Serkis, who played Ulysses Claw in the MCU, most notably in Black Panther, um, is directing Venom 2, which is interesting. Um, I don't know who actually directed the first Venom, but doesn't matter because he's out. Andy Serkis is in. He's directed two movies before, including the Mowgli movie on Netflix, which didn't do too hot because the Jungle Book already happened and it was already good. Um, but apparently he's quoted as saying, this is from IGN, uh, it's a fantastic franchise and I'm honored to be asked to direct it, said Circus. It feels like a, con- a very contemporary story and I think, hopefully, that it's going to be an extraordinary piece of cinema. That is high... Those are big words for a Venom movie. <laughs> But I remember sure. when um, one of the one of the Fast and the Furious movies was coming out, and one of the people in there—I forget who it was—one of the one of the rappers, uh, Ludacris. Oh God, was Ice T Ludacris? I don't Maybe. know. I haven't, I, don't I haven't seen any of those movies. Anyways, he was like, "This is gonna be an Oscar-nominated movie." <laughs> blah blah. blah. Was it the, like the Fast and Furious Eight? No, I think it was like Fast Five or something. I don't know. Isn't Anyways, which one's the one that everyone hates? I think it's four. That's like universally berated. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, so we'll see. I enjoyed the first Venom. Have you seen it yet? No. You should. It's a good movie, genuinely. Like, not critically good, but it's good. It's very enjoyable. Um, so I don't know. I'm excited. Maybe he'll take it in a in a fun new direction. Now that we have all the weird character backstory stuff out of the way, it can actually be a fun movie. Anyways, gaming news. That's what you think. It's all a lie. It's not a lie. It's a good movie. When you watch it, then you will realize. Um, gaming news brings a lot. Gaming stuff. This is exciting. So, hot off the presses. Well, not hot off the presses. I guess this was reported today, but this happened in July 9. Um, Microsoft filed a patent on July 9th, 2019, for apparently what looks like Joy-Cons, kind of. Um, Xbox Joy-Cons, much like Nintendo Switches. Um, so this one comes from T3.com. Uh, according to the patent application, the Xbox handheld attaches to and charges an existing touchscreen device like a smartphone. The joypads are clipped to the phone case in a bid to offer more immersive console-like gaming. It's unclear whether the console would play mobile games or streaming quality or streaming console quality titles from Xbox Live. Um, so I don't know. It looks the there's like a 3D render attached to this article that looks really ugly, but it's obviously not what it's actually going to look like. Uh, but I guess the thought process here is that maybe they'll make some kind of case for phones that the these so to you know quote unquote Joy Cons can attach to, um, and then you could hypothetically stream games from XCloud, perhaps. This is all speculation at this point. Um, obviously, I don't know. I feel like companies always file patents, and it's not necessarily a uh, guarantee that those patents will ever see the light of day, um, but. They should just bring XCloud to the Switch and not try to do their own thing. That's going to be weird and ugly. Yeah, that's my. So thought. it's funny. It's funny as as you're going through this article, I was looking for what was seen as like leaked pictures of uh, of the Switch. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's very interesting to see what existed back in the day like pretty much i mean they got it spot on it has these detachable controllers there's no d-pad obviously but there's a control stick on each one yeah um but the leaked rendering looks just like the uh the switch light now because it has d-pad on the left control sticks on both sides and then buttons on the right um but yeah it's very interesting so i don't think it'll look like that i think it'll look a little bit better i could see them changing a little bit to I mean, make yeah. it more er- ergonomically comfortable yeah, the, the uh, patents never show exactly what the final design is going to be. And this, this this 3D rendering that this artist did is based directly on, like, the ugly sketches in the patent design. Because yeah. they know that patents are public, and they don't want to spoil exactly what they're doing. So they give a very, like, basic idea before, you know, finalizing it to make it actually look good. So Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. This would be cool. I mean, I guess they're going to hammer home to try to get people to buy... Um, xCloud and then they're going to sell something like this to make it more usable on phones. I can't imagine them being able to cater to every kind of phone though and they would probably need some kind of like um, like a hinge device or not even a hinge but like a spring loaded device that will fit any kind of phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll definitely have to be kind of, I don't know. Also, I don't know how you're going to charge your phone when, you know. I'm assuming that it charged like whatever case that you put on your phone to attach it the case is what charges the the controllers, not the controllers charging your phone. Think about how many different cases you have to have, though. I don't think that's worth it. Just bring it to Switch. That's all I'm saying. It's already there. The technology's already there and works great. It's time. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Who knows? It's cool. It's, it looks cool, but they should just make it an all-on portable and be done with it. Have it run on LTE or 5G or whatever. and uh, 5G enhanced. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> All right. All right. Ninja switches over to Mixer. This one comes from TechCrunch. Uh, so the popular streamer Ninja is uh, is sw- completely switched over to Mixer now. And Mixer's now at the top of the App Store's free charts. So it just shows you how powerful some of these streamers are. Ninja, Tyler Ninja Blevins announced that he's leaving Twitch and moving his streaming career over to Mixer. Ninja, was Ninja the one, who am I thinking, oh no, I'm thinking of Dr. Disrespect, that clown that went and video recorded in yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, different guy. Uh, um, Ninja's like the, yeah. apparently second most popular Fortnite streamer on Twitch, behind yeah. this other dude, I don't know, T-F-U-E yeah. or something, t Yeah, so, I mean, Microsoft has all this money, and they're like, oh hey, let's let's pretty much get Ninja to exclusively come over to Mixer. Yep. So, um, Microsoft announced that we're thrilled to have, welcome Ninja and his community to Mixer, Mixer is a place that was formed around by being positive and welcoming from day one. We look forward to the energy Ninja's community will bring. So, um, this is wild because I was looking at um, a bunch of articles about this and I forgot where I got this number, but apparently Mixer only accounts for 3% of viewership of gaming streams. So they're yeah, obviously... It's in, it's in this article. Yeah, way behind Twitch and YouTube. So, um, yeah. that's... Bringing Ninja was definitely uh, a ploy to help boost those numbers. In less than 24 hours, his new Mixer channel picked up 250,000 followers and Mixer rose to the top of the App Store. So on Twitch, he He hit 1 million in five days. That's insane. So he had 14 million on Twitch. So to have some pretty consistent listeners, I don't even think we have a one millionth of a percentage (laughs) of that. (laughs) One millionth would be... Just one listener. We definitely have a one millionth of a percentage of that. Oh, the 14? Maybe. Uh, Well, that would be 14 listeners. I feel like we have 14 listeners. 
We have one Maybe. millionth. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then so yeah this yeah this sorry, this next wanna... article is wild. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you could take it. It's fine. Nope, it's too late. Okay. <laughs> um, this one comes from Dot Esports, um, but basically this I was. Like, as I was researching about this, there was one, it's like, how much money has Mixer paid to Ninja? No one knows for sure what the terms of the contract are or how much it's worth. Um, but one streamer called Forsen um, gave an educated guess based on his experience as a big streamer and a formal esports player in StarCraft and Hearthstone. Um, and he took a conservative approach and estimated that Ninja is on contract that will give him between $6 million and $8 million a year for at least three years, which already nice. sounds like a lot of money. But then another streamer, Keemstar, was like, uh, rumor on the street is that Ninja may have secured $100 million from his Mixer deal. Which, like, what? What? That's an insane investment in one person to boost your Mixer, like, viewership or usership. But when you got money, I guess. I... <laughs> Can you imagine being paid $100 million to play Fortnite for three years? I would just retire immediately. That's it. Like, I mean, you still got to play. Well, you do it for three years, and then that's it. You're 30 years old with $100 million in the bank, probably more because you have a financial advisor that has told you how to invest, and you could just live your best life with your family for the rest of your life, extremely comfortably, for generations to come, until the world ends. <laughs> like, what <laughs> the hell? That is an insane amount of money. I Ugh. cannot even imagine someone getting paid $100 million to stream video games. Yeah. That is, I and mean, even all... six to eight million dollars is a crazy amount of money. But you, oh yeah, like you, you, know, you could probably retire on that too. That's a lot yeah. of money. I mean, you buy a house, you buy a little bungalow for fifty grand. A bungalow. <laughs> you could buy like a nice, modest house with like ten bedrooms. Modest. I want to touch on this next one and immediately blow past it before I get angry. So yes, uh, Kotaku reports that Walmart employees have been asked in an urgent memo. To remove any signing or displays that contain violent images or aggressive behavior from the electronics department, which includes demos of video games, films, um, hunting season videos from the sporting goods section, uh, and says that this should be done immediately and that the people will be coming to update the demos and all that stuff, uh, the content being shown in the Walmart electronics department. Yet, they're still selling guns. So thank you, Walmart, for uh, really helping the cause here. Maybe if you got your heads out of your asses, then you would understand what the real issue is here. So but alas, on that note, anyways, let's talk about loot box. This one's, this one's actually kind of exciting. I had no idea this was happening. Um, so let's see. The okay, This is from uh, Kotaku. Um, but this is Michael Warnecki. I don't know how to pronounce that. Warneck, who's ESA's chief counsel for tech policy said earlier, uh, I'm pleased to announce this morning that Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony have indicated to ESA a commitment to new platform policies with respect to the use of paid loot boxes in video games that are developed for their platforms. Specifically, this would apply to new games and game updates that add loot box features, and it would require the disclosure of the relative rarity or probabilities of obtaining randomized virtual items and games that are available on their platforms. Uh, blah, 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 blah. It also states that many of the industry's major publishers, including Activision Blizzard, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Bungie, EA, Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, and Warner Brothers have agreed to implement similar disclosure policy no later than the end of 2020. Excuse me. This is awesome. This is super exciting. I had no idea that this was even happening. I thought that most of the 
drama about loot boxes was happening overseas where like places like Belgium have banned loot boxes completely. Um, but this is awesome just to know exactly how things work because currently it's a mystery. You can pay $50 for a batch of loot boxes in Overwatch and you can get absolutely zero gold items and you have no idea what the probability of you even getting them is to like calculate whether that's worth it or not. Do you know that you from experience or? I do actually. Thanks for asking. <laughs> how much money have you spent on Overwatch? I don't know. I bet I can find out, but I don't know currently. <laughs> What's your best guess? Probably around $200. Wow. Yeah. You are part of the problem. You're feeding into this. <laughs> but now I have all the items. It's over. I'm never buying a loot box again. You know, Med spent $200 on Oh, my God. Why are you exposing me? <laughs> That's a whole lightsaber. <laughs> it is a whole lightsaber. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. Does Lauren have anything to say about my addiction? She said, how long was the time frame? Well over two years. We've been playing for a long time now. Well over two years. That's $100 a year. That's fine. See, that's not bad, La- she says. La- Lauren supports your addiction. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you. <laughs> Just Anyways. as you decided to stop playing Overwatch, disgusting. It's fine. I'm not going to stop playing completely, but like, it's not as fun anymore. Anyways, this is very exciting, especially coming hot off the heels of. So what I was gonna say is, EA's what do you nonsense. think? Sorry. What do what? you think? You think that they're going to, as they start to publish these odds, do you think they're going to make them substantially better? So it's not like, oh, a gold item, you had a one in four million chance of getting them. Honestly, yeah, I think it'll be. I think they'll improve the odds, and maybe this will encourage developers to put out more virtual items, so that you know there's still a lot of stuff to collect they still don't miss out on that um on that you know revenue stream but i don't know so i also read that um i think rocket league is ditching loot boxes altogether so that's pretty exciting i did read about that i would love if overwatch ditched them and you could just buy in-game currency directly and buy whatever you want specifically as opposed to just waiting to get it randomly that has always been the most frustrating thing um it Lots is indeed system, but that's how they make that money. Oh yeah. Anyway, so this last one or second, third to last one, whatever it is, <laughs> second, third to last one. Ugh. The death and rebirth of GameStop. So this one also comes from Kotaku. Uh, our buddy Ethan Gatch says GameStop lays off dozens of regional managers as it searches for a future. So more or less, the moral of the story is GameStop is restructuring and. Uh, yeah, they fired a whole bunch of um, regional managers. So, excuse me. So, uh, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. So, the GameStop employees were talking about it on their subreddit, the GameStop subreddit, and, uh, you know, going on. So, more than 50 people have been let go across the company's regional sales team. So, GameStop's retail vice president. Oh, no. Sorry. The. Who the hell said this? Anyways, that's a long quote. There's an email that went out. Oh, yeah, this is an email. Part of our continued GameStop reboot transformation initiative, a dedicated team, including the retail vice presidents, HR, LP, and the U.S. store operations leadership team, have worked diligently to realign our current field regions and districts in an effort to reduce our cost structure and build efficiencies into our field leadership organization so that we can reinvest in the business. Reads an email sent to employees at affected stores on behalf of Gary Riding, the company's senior VP of U.S. stores. Unfortunately, with these changes, there are more than 50 field leaders that have been impacted and will be leaving the GameStop team, it continues. This includes regional, direct, uh, district, HR, and loss prevention leaders. 
The, uh, these decisions are not easy, but necessary to help us reduce costs to enable investment in revenue, driving initiatives that will help grow the business once again. Um, let's see. One of the affected employees spoke to Kotaku on the condition of anonymity. On the condition of anonymity. Anonymity. Confirmed the email was real. It was widespread. 50-plus district leaders, six regional leaders, multiple HR and loss prevention staff purchased that in an email. The individual believed that most of the people targeting the layoffs were high-paid district leaders. They're responsible for coordinating several individual stores as well as underperformers. Most districts and regions are massive now, the, the now former employee said. DLs have 20-plus stores, and quality of living, I'd assume, is going to go down. Prior to the restructuring, they said district leaders oversaw 15 or fewer stores on average. Earlier this year, GameStop reportedly laid off a dozen employees in charge of marketing website maintenance for ThinkGeek, which then they then shut down the website for ThinkGeek. They shut down the um, ThinkGeek website? Yeah. When? It's all rolled into GameStop now. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Hold on. I'm panicking. I love ThinkGeek. Anyways, when is dead. Oh, no. Um, That's so sad. GameStop.com slash ThinkGeek. Ugh, that makes me want to die. Go on. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, more of the story is here is that GameStop is uh, GameStop needs to get with the program and uh, get on the ship. Ships leave in the station, so you know, whatever. I don't know. We'll I see. Mean, they got rid of Elite yeah. Pro. There's rumors that they were going to bring back a new version of their Pro program that gives you five dollars a month. All this nonsense. We'll see what happens. I mean, but, I guess this is we've talked about this before. Their their restructuring is going to be like to more experience based stores where you can kind of go and just like chill in a lounge setting. So. I guess they've hired a lot of these like district managers that they've let go probably were very focused on, um, you know, bottom lines and sales and, you know, product and were very like retail backgrounds and they want more people focused on um, managing kind of experiences as opposed to stores directly. So maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just talking out of my ass, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll see, I guess, what the future holds if GameStop even is a thing or if it goes the way of Blockbuster. Imagine in 20 yeah. years from now we see movies and it's like, oh, wow, a GameStop store. And it's like a classic. <laughs> Captain Marvel 15. <laughs> she lands in a GameStop store. Ugh. Anyways, he's next to her, all you, because I have no idea what this even means. Fake. I am fake. Right. I don't know anything about DuckTales. I know. DuckTales. DuckTales. DuckTales, a very popular TV show from back in the day. I know the theme Starring song. Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and possibly Donald Duck at times, um, was made into a video game for the NES and Game Boy systems, and it was called, you guessed it, DuckTales. And yeah, Ooh. all these years later, they remastered it and made DuckTales Remastered, which was released on the Wii U, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. And Steam. Oh, and Steam. And iOS and Android and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Now, all these uh, few years later, they Capcom put out a little announcement on August 6th that says, pick up DuckTales Remastered on sale now before it leaves digital storefronts starting on August 8th. Heads up, everyone. DuckTales Remastered is leaving digital storefronts in a duck blur and will no longer be available for purchase beginning August 8th, 2019. That's so If you've sad. already purchased it in the past or if you buy it before the dates and times below, you'll still be able to access and play the game. Pogo Jump, which is a move in the game, your way on into Scrooge's money bin while you can. DuckTales Remastered is getting a farewell price drop for 75% off on most platforms before it gets removed for purchase, which brings it down to about $3.74. Um... The game will be digitally available on the following platforms until Wii U, August 9th, PlayStation 3, August 9th, 
Xbox 360 and Xbox One, August 8th, 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and Steam, August 9th at 4.59 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So approximately three hours from the time of this recording. So, yeah, go and uh, pick it up. It's available digitally, or it's available physically. Of course, those titles have all seen a skyrocket in price because of this. And, uh, yeah. Game's That's fun. Crazy. I didn't get too far in it, but I did rebuy it on Xbox uh, a couple days ago uh, because it is Xbox One backwards compatible. So. What was the original game released on? NES. Oh, wow. Okay. So very yeah. old. They remastered it. looks really pretty. Uh, game's fun. I grew up on this game, so... Yeah, for for three dollars and seventy five cents, I figured I get it on Xbox since that's uh, one of the systems that's more recent. And uh, there's a game breaking bug in the Steam version, so I wonder I, why they're delisting it. Like, why would you delist the game? What's the what's the point there? Some sort of copyright issue or something like that. So, I guess it is Disney, and maybe they're yeah. It's, I don't know. Well, someone said that I guess Disney's trying to bring everything back in house, and they think that like Disney's going to start a game studio again, and then just start releasing their own stuff. Um, it, with like partners, but yeah, so they probably want their hands in it. That's um, fair. Okay, last but not least, the Outer Wilds, Outer, Outer Worlds. Worlds, wrong game. These two games mess me up every time. They really do. Every time I'm like, wait, which one are we talking about? The one that already exists or not? Literally, <laughs> Outer Worlds, uh, the new game by Obsidian uh, that was revealed as a Fallout-esque sci-fi RPG, will debut on PC and Xbox One and PS4 on October 25th. However, sometime after that, it'll land on Switch as well. This one comes from Engadget. Uh, comes from Mr. Chris Holt over at Engadget. So, from the Nintendo of America Twitter account, The Outer Worlds, the upcoming single-player sci-fi RPG from Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division, is coming to Nintendo Switch. Learn more about Outer Worlds from the senior producer in this video. Um, no release date announced, but pretty cool. So That's very exciting. I've been hearing, uh, seeing a lot of first impressions of this game, and they're very positive. Um this is apparently, you know, kind of like the spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas, which I've never played, but I own, as is the case with most games that we talk about on this podcast. I know, um, right? But, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. Maybe I'll actually get into it. Apparently, it's a very, like, lighthearted sense of humor, um, but you know, futuristic. Yeah, this is one that I think people are raving about at E3. Um, so, yeah. that's it's pretty cool. So, any game that is ported to Switch usually will get my attention at the right price, and I'll try it out at least because Switch is so portable and I can lay in bed or I can be on vacation and I can try all these games. So I just hope that I doesn't am... take like a full year to come out to Switch because I feel like a game, especially like an open world RPG like this, is very taxing on the Switch, and so porting it might be a daunting task, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that, uh, well, Obsidian was bought by Microsoft now, so I think that they'll find a way to make it happen, and I think this goes hand-in-hand with with Microsoft's uh, partnership with Nintendo, so it's exciting. I think they'll figure it out. They got, you know, Wolfenstein 2 and some of these other games on there, and it's not impossible. Yeah, it's a little blurry. Also, that's the rest of the Hot Tops, but did you see the footage for Friday the 13th on Switch? Um, no. Was I supposed to? No, I was just curious, because it hit... I was was watching some of it the other day. That game is so janky, it hits, like, 20 and below FPS on Switch. It's, like, really bad. Is this... This isn't new, is it? What, Friday the 13th? Yeah. I think it came out today, actually. No, 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 the game... The game was free on PS Plus... Um, it, it's been out for a while, but it's new okay. to Switch. 
Yeah, it's been out since 2017. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was it came out the Switch just today. Got it. But yeah, I mean, this kind of goes under the same bucket, whatever, as a or into the same bucket as Dead by Daylight for me, in which cool, uh, cool thought, but not great execution. Sorry, Friday the 13th comes out on August 13th. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. It's not even a Friday, though. It's Tuesday. Actually, I did look this up earlier because I was very curious as to whether it was actually going to be released on Friday the 13th. It is not. Oh, look at that. Our next Friday the 13th is until September. They could have just waited a few weeks and really hit it home, but alas. Mm, The game's going to be bad. Anyways. (laughs) Maybe they released it early purposely so that they could be a special event in-game on Friday the 13th. Maybe. Maybe. So, anyways, Anyways. that just about wraps up episode 55. Public service announcement. Ahmed and I will be traveling to California next Friday uh, with the intention to go to Galaxy's Edge and to the D23 Expo uh, the following Friday. So, yeah, we will be out and about, skipping around, doing our thing, living our life. Uh, We'll probably record an episode Thursday night with release either Thursday night or Friday night, and then we'll figure out what we're doing for... D23 Expo Friday. But yeah, maybe we'll do like a little pre-show hype or maybe like a post-show thing on Monday. We'll figure it out. Sleeping on the floor live from D23 Expo. Ooh, hall. that could be fun. That could, could be. be fun. Anyways, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll let you all know. Run, run around the hallway like, hey, everybody, say what's going on. And everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to be like? Growling? Be snoring. Oh, snoring. snoring. Yes, yes, you're right. I was like, what are you talking about? All Anyways, right. it's time for a man to go to sleep. It is time for me to run to Port Authority to catch a bus. That's what I got to do. All right. Well, you have fun with that. You got five minutes. Can't wait. All right. (laughs) Thanks, y'all, for listening. Talk to y'all next week. This has been What the Fun Cast, episode 55, signing off. Peace.